Quiet on the set. Action. everyone and welcome to the movie machine podcast a show where we make up a random movie for you very fast based on a suggestion from the internet the show is produced by hot chocolate media and i will be your moderator today jacob gulliver as always we are joined by three illustrious hollywood guests we have our writer kyle decker who was taika watiti's hairdresser on green lantern we have ben lifson our director who was fran drescher's voice coach on the nanny and we have our producer, Laura Kanata, who is Brendan Fraser's eyebrow groomer on The Mummy. Welcome. It's good to be here. And as always, we have a prompt from our movie machine. The theme of this story is romantic adventure. The main character is a cruel leader. The start of the story is keepsake. The end of the story is compromise. We're going to change it up. We're going to make this a rom-com, but we're going to change up the rom-com formula because it's kind of been dried up, you know? We're going to match genres with it, and uh, what this is going to be, this is going to be a spy movie, but instead of the point of view from the super spy, we'll have a Jane Bond-esque character. He's back in this movie completely focused around, and the the protagonist of the film is the supervillain called uh, Minister Blade. And Minister Blade is going to be hopelessly in love with the mad scientist that makes all of their their equipment and everything. And that is uh, Doctor. I'll come back to the doctor's name. But Minister Blade runs has their own kind of city state. They've established. They have lots of you know money, and they they've made most of their money through shady insider trading deals and all in Wall Street and everything. And now use their money and power to basically buy a, a plot of land somewhere in an undisclosed part of Asia where the government looks the other way. It could be China. It could be North Korea. It could be part of India. No one cares about Pakistan. Somewhere in Asia. But they've built like this, you know, super city with, you know, air cars and tubes and everything. And Sinister Blade is on the verge of their great James Bond plan taking over. And that's great as work, but all their focus in, they've been dating, uh, the, the mad scientist doctor is trying to figure out how to properly propose to it. And, and, and he has the ring, his great-grandmother's ring, when they first immigrated to America. You know, uh, you know kind of rags to riches story. And that's the keepsake he's very fond of, and it means a lot. He also knows it's made out of a rare meteorite material, which uh, the scientist he's in love with. We'll call it Dr. Gnosis for now. Dr. Gnosis and Sinister Blade, or Minister Blade. And they're doing that. Meanwhile, we're going to have a very tropey, tropey cardboard cutout. James Bond thing that wrecks it up and is not upset that his world domination plan is falling apart. Or uh, Minister Blade can be, I'm, I'm going to write the gender, the pronouns neutral so the the director can decide who they want to cast. But I want that person to be very typically masculine and stereotypical and, and wrecking love, showing, you know, the metaphor that hyper-masculinity can ruin true love and kind of thing, And even though in the guise of being right. We're going to call this uh, double-O love. 
All right. So, Ben, you have the rough draft for Double O Love. It appears on your desk as a blank piece of paper, which you have to heat up, and it reveals the message in invisible ink. Uh, and it also self-destructs at the end, so it dissolves into a puff of blue smoke. You actually don't have the draft anymore, which sucks, but you did get to read it. I and mean, it's a story about Minister Blade and Dr. Gnosis and their James Bond fill-in, uh, who is ruining their, their romantic taking over the world together. What do you think? Is this something we can make into a movie? Oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fantastic. I, I imagine you know all sorts of explosions and all sorts of like combat and like martial arts, and this is gonna be so amazing. Okay, and you know we'll put some rom com in there. You know you got to do that to spice up the action. You got you got to break it up. We we can't afford 190 minutes of a- just action, so we'll put it in there. But man, there's gonna be some big like big shooting and you know a sword fight I think is sword fight's gonna be good Minister Blade you know he uses a sword his real name isn't gonna even be Minister Blade that's the uh, nickname he got because that's he, he, he uh, when he executes his enemies you know he takes them down you, you know like sometimes he'll go up to protesters and say like alright Let's see if you're right, okay? Sword fight. And he, he cuts them down. It's going to be awesome. Okay, it's going to be super awesome. Now, we want to make this uh, effects-heavy, you know, fighting. So, you know, and there's only one person. And, you know, he's a pretty good actor, too, who can do it. Um, uh, so we're going to get Andy Circus to play Minister Blade. You know, and we can mocap him, too. So if we, if we want to, you know, change his appearance or whatever, you know, we can totally do that. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be all sorts of fighting. And it's going to be great. Okay, um, like, I imagine the scene where, you know, they... Mr. Blade's gonna come in on helicopter like and Mr. Blade and you know Andy Circus will do some sort of accent I don't know I'll just I'll just see what he does and he'll be like there's the protesters down there and and he, he he's he you know he jumps down and you know maybe uses some mecha armor because he gets uh, he's a leader so you know he he spent a lot of money on on that and you know it's gonna be cool and then he's like taking down the people but then you know the love interest will occasionally come in and it gets all kind of awkward and it'll be funny because it's like he's Mr. Blade and it's like oh Hi there. Uh, what was the scientist's name again? Dr. Gnosis. Dr. Gnosis. Oh, hi, doctor. So I think Dr. Gnosis will, uh, you know, they were just in a movie together. So we're going to get Angela Bassett. You know, she's pretty badass. And, you know, she can be, you know, pretty smart, too. And, you know, so 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 so, so they'll have a chemistry and, you know, we'll have some scenes together and whatever. But there's going to be so much fighting, you know. You don't even know how much fighting there's going to be. Um, I mean, I, you guys can just, just do the romance scene, whatever. But, you know, like, I, I am, I, I am, I, I'm bringing in trucks. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've rented an entire green screen, you know, like the Marvel movies, you know, the, they're all on, like, a big green screen. Okay, we're going to have a green jungle gym, okay? We're going to have so much flipping and and jumping and hopping around and you know because it's going to be a movie about love and i really want to show the epic battle of love in 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 a fighting way you know like um 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 um, um, um. yeah it's 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 going to be great oh uh there was another person oh i need to cast uh uh james bond stereotype shia labeouf all right so laura you've got a treatment from the uh your director here uh, you have it's got a whole bundle of fireworks strapped to it, and it's this very action-heavy romance story with kind of a spy angle and like over-the-top campy names. What do you think? Is this something the studio can make? How's this thing going to make some money? Hmm. I think it's it's rough. It's rough, but I think we can make something out of it. What we need to do, we've got the action, we've got the romantic comedy, but you know what's really in right now? The LGBT community. We need to have. And we, need, we want to make an Oscar movie. So we need a romance, and we need either gays or lesbians. So make the same-sex love, and make it big, and 
we need to do that. That's step number one. That's going to make you money. Um, there's all these new movies coming out now, all these new romance, so Say My Name. So if we're going in the romantic genre, we're going to do that. And we want, but we'll keep the action. I like the action, but maybe not as much fireworky action and explosions. Because <gasps> I'm not saying we get rid of it completely. I'm saying cut it down by 10%. <gasps> Just if you, if you want money, because right now we're sitting at like, a $50 million film, but we can make this $70 million if we do it right. And by doing it right, we gotta make this a romantic comedy, and so we need more romance. And we want kissing and love and professing love. Now, if you want to be sword fighting while you're professing your undying love to someone, you can do that. But I want the romance to be seen and felt between these two characters, between this Dr. Gnosis and... Minister Blade. Minister Blade. And I want this to win me an award because I've never had an award-winning movie. And that's not due to lack of trying, I'll tell you that. So, and we need to have a sidekick for this, this Shia LaBeouf's character, this same guy. He needs a sidekick. Everybody needs a sidekick. And we've got two characters over here, so we need two characters over here to balance it out. And we got Angela Bassett and... So maybe, Shia, maybe James Bond's character can also be in love with his sidekick. So Shia LaBeouf and, let's see, who's a good one, who's a good one? I could talk to my pal Brendan Fraser, see if he'd, he'd like to, to, to act again. He hasn't done that in a while, so. I like where we're going so far. Like I said, it's, I'll start at 50 million. If you make some of these changes, I'll make it 70 million. All right, so Kyle, you've got notes from the studio back. They are keeping your title. You've got some names attached. Uh, what do you think? Is this going the direction you wanted? For the most part, I, I really push hard against the studio reducing the action. I think we can up the love and keep the action in there. I'm going to write some really quippy scenes where Dr. Gnosis and Minister Blade are, like, subjecting a province, like, just defeating a whole bunch of, like, U.S. soldiers and CIA guys trying to stop their operation, just casually, like, flirting with each other and saying double entendres and everything while, like, using laser swords to cut down a bunch of CIA guys trying to stop their thing. And, and you know, they can end it out and they can, like, hit their mecha suits that they've put on to do it and the helmet comes up and they can share a kiss. I love Angela Bassett in there. and I, I, I really would love to see Minister Blade as, like, a, like, no-nonsense woman like a Laura Dern or Oprah. Oprah would be awesome as Minister Blade. I'm just going to put notes Oprah with some sketches of her and the Minister Blade stuff with her and Angela Bassett killing CIA operatives with swords while kissing. It's it's kind of like I, I might have started a subreddit. I'm really down with that. As far as a sidekick for the spy, the spy is literally not even a character. It's just a force that enacts on the outside and stirring the love. So I, I don't know if a sidekick is right. There could be like a duo of spies. They could be instead of a sidekick, just a pair of spies. Oh, I got it. I, you know, I got oh, it. Don't worry I'll, I'll trust you. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, I'm going to write in a couple more action, action scenes, but they're going to be very quick, like positions. So Mr. Blade and Dr. Gnosis can be chatting and flirting the whole time because people dig that. And maybe like... 
even have a way for like have a love scene where they're making love and being attacked by spies and like they don't interrupt their coitus while they're fighting them off we could get really like cool with that like maybe they they're into bdsm because that community is like popular like 50 shades movies do well and they can use like the bdsm stuff and everything you know maybe they can like like knock a guy off a balcony with a like a high speed flung dildo or something that would be cool and people would dig it like let's play up the comedy part and hitting a dude in the face and killing him with a dildo that's hilarious i i also found out that the uh the james bond people or sue us if we have double o in the title the new title is love for evil all right so ben you've got a new draft from kyle this time it's actually like typed out now that there's like money attached and everything it's, it's all nice and grim and clean uh there's a a new title attached you uh-huh. have some money from the studio. You've got some actors on board. Some notes about possibly recasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Okay, so 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 so, so Oprah. Uh, I, I like this idea. Um, you know, it, it's good because she can get uh, all the members of her cult to see the movie. Um, just say, hey, "I'm in a movie," and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna see this movie!" And it'll be great. Okay, and maybe they'll get a free car. Okay, that that's a current reference, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, one little thing. I'm actually I made a little bit of whoopsie. Uh, so. It turns out uh, I was thinking of someone completely different when I said Shia LaBeouf. I didn't realize that he was not charismatic enough to play this James Bond-esque character. So, you know what? We're going to get Henry Cavill because he's actually British. With or without a mustache? That's an important question. Well, we'll see if he has it. uh, You know, we can deal with it if he has one. We'll fix that in post. Exactly. So I, I think that'll be good. I think Oprah's good for it. You know, we're obviously going to probably need to get a stunt double, but, you know, it'll be fine. And, you know, Andy Serkis isn't upset because, you know, he now plays a background fighter, you know, like because it's apparently required. I found out in the contract that anything that requires mocap, he has to play a character in. So, you know what? He's fine. He, he, he's playing a background character. He's totally fine. I'm still going to his birthday party. We didn't ruin our friendship. Okay. Um, that's, I shouldn't have told you that part. Okay, now, but anyway, now there's going to be this really cool, I was thinking of, an, I, was, I was just dreaming of it, of, 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 of a new action scene where, you know what, giant drills, okay? <laughs> Comes out of this. And we also know the sexual innuendo with drills. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, 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 oh. It's the best part about drills. Oh, is just, uh, it always makes me think of sex. Oh, also the sidekick um, is going to be Shia LaBeouf. Um, you see... I'm having. I'm just not get some method acting. I'm not going to tell Shia LaBeouf that he's the sidekick now. Yeah. So we're going to have. He's going to act like he's this big awesome action hero, and it'll be funny because you know he's actually the weenie sidekick, and it'll be funny. Um, and he'll get mad later, but you know what? I wasn't going to go to his birthday party either, so um, I shouldn't have told you that part either. You know, I, I just I just like having friends. But anyway, oh, he sent me an invitation too. The the dead rat <laughs> in the Altoids tin is really oh, he didn't, he didn't send avant garde. Oh, he didn't send yeah. me one. Oh, what a surprise! Okay, but anyway, ninjas are ninjas still in? They are now. Ninjas never left. Okay, throwing in there. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Um, quippy dialogue. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, what are we talking about? Shit, man. All right, so Laura, you've got uh, some very intense notes from your director. You've got some new writing in there. What do you think? Is this going the direction you want? And what, what are you going to change before it goes out the door? This is getting much better. I, I, I like all the actions. I like the love scene. I like the Oprah Winfrey. She's, she's, she's going to be great. Um, I think 
we still need to guarantee for the for the for myself. I mean, for the producers guild, that, that this is an Oscar worthy film. So we need. It's got Oprah in it. You're fine. I know, but we just, <laughs> like literally every movie Oprah's been in has got nominated for an Oscar. You're good. Nominated, I'm, but we want. I'm we want, pretty sure. We want Oscar winning. We want Oscar. I mean, winning. that's up to like like if we get nominated, it's just about sending the right bribes to the judges. That is true, but just in case, we either need. We need something inspirational. So we either need a small child overcoming something or someone with a physical impairment that is the hero, not the villain, because there's too many of those with villains these days. But so we need something just to, to spice that up. So you do that and I'll add, right now we're sitting at 70 million, you do that and I'll add another 20 million. Well, this is your last chance before it's sent out the door. So you, you tell them what, what they oh, need to do. Okay, I like Oprah. She's, she's a minister blade. The reason why she falls for the love of this scientist Besides all the scientific thing is because the scientist, she's a single parent and there's, there's a child involved. And that's going to make the love for this movie even more so. And so now she has to prove that she's evil enough for the mad scientist and for the child. It's beautiful. I think that'll do it. All right. So I'm going to plug all of your notes into the movie machine, which sounds like a doomsday machine powering on. So this movie comes back. This movie does okay. I mean, there's there's lots of, like, can't-be-over-the-top fighting and, like, Transformers bullshit in it, so people go see it. It's it's not reviewed super well, but it, you, you make your money back. You're fairly even in terms of the, the output that comes through. Um, a, a lot of people end up referring to this as uh, Sexy Despicable Me or, like, the adult version of the Despicable Me movies just because they kind of feature, you know, the, some of the same themes of, like, you know romance and there's also like a child involved and it's like a super spy thing but like it's also kind of evil spies instead of good spies so there's you know the there's kind of this like weird community on the internet you not only do you start a subreddit you start like hundreds of thousands of tumblers about this movie and like there's lots and lots of fan fiction and like disgusting slash fiction about this movie and despicable me and people are crossing that over and that becomes like a mainstream thing it's so egregious and how it happens i mean those minions they can do some i've seen i mean they're basically just giant yellow dildos right in the living form except far more marketable right so this movie basically just becomes a lot of people's fetish so that said the movie machine is magic it tells us the future or predicts it anyway so we do have some time where you can go back and, and rewrite history if there's anything you want to change. So beginning with our writer, you have a couple more minutes to adjust uh, this film in any way you would like. What do you think? Um, so uh, For those of you listening at home, <laughs> Kyle just showed us a picture of a minion dildo, which there, actually exists. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's Fucking made, hell, why? It's made by Bad Dragon, who makes an entire line of anatomically correct dragon dildos. And other fantasy beasts. If they want to sponsor us, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, Bad Dragon, hit us up. We'll totally read whatever ad copy you send us. I'm sorry. Back in my writer character, I've always wanted to make a film that became a cult obsession with perverts. Because you know what perverts do? They spend money on things. Holy shit, that dildo costs $300, for example. So, I'm going to like really lay in to the pre-version in this movie i'm gonna have like all of i'm gonna write in the movie to the art department description where they're designing like the uh the the hovercrafts and all in the the supervillain city is like i'll make them look like the the kryptonian ships of man of steel because those all look like dongs 
It's just slightly dong it up. They only have to like change. It. They don't even have to come up with a new design. They just need to take the dong ships from Man of Steel and slightly dong them more and make them a brighter color so they're blatantly dildos. And then like just everything like just I'm gonna write more double entendres in it so it's just a little more perverted and everything. And I'm gonna get a consult from the kink community to have them add all kinds like to consult and make true like little odes and symbols and, and code words and all from the kink community in there. I don't know what those are. That's why we'll get an expert. And we'll be just like very pro kink, very pro like safe consulting sex and everything and, and just buy into it. $300 for a minion dildo. Can you believe that? Five movies with dildos. I don't think one of those has been done yet. So I don't right. mind putting my name on that. All right. So, Ben, you've got your notes back with your results. What do you think? Okay. So, you know, it's one thing to add phallicness to the dialogue and art design. But, you know, we need to add phallicness to the fight scene. So, you know, the drill we're, we're, that drill scene, I'm adding some stuff. So not only does the drill come up, but it also shoots lava out of its tip. So, and that's the big thing. And, you know, missiles that... So then the um, Minister Blade, using, of course, the really long sword, has to jump from missile to missile, which we'll call... Which are the Typodong missiles, which is an actual type of missile, as, I, as I've as i been told. So jumping jump from the... Uh, takes the really long blade and just jams it into the missile, you know, and oil's going to shoot out of it. To take control of the missile, it's going to do some loops and, you know, like, penetrate the drill... And so, and so, so we have like a blade penetrating a missile, penetrating a drill, which is penetrating the earth. And it, it's gonna, it's, it's like four levels, okay? Like this is a a four C sixty two. You know, is is, is the uh, don't look that up, but you know that's what this is. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be great. And you know, um 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 um. um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, shooting uh, magma, which shoots. It's gonna be magma that's so hot that it looks white, you know. And it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And you know, let's let's you know let's throw the other direction. The sky portal that we have, you know, let's make that look more, you know, Ovilian. So 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 it's not like a George O'Keefe painting. Yeah. Painting, right? So we yeah. don't just so we don't just. Uh, uh, go to the the dildo. You know we yeah. want both sides. Oh here. yeah. You know if we do a sequel, we can go the other way with things. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's great. We're gonna put that in the trailer right at front so people can gif it. And we're gonna act like we didn't notice. And that'll just draw more attention to it. And it'll be great. I haven't told Oprah that we're doing this, but uh, she doesn't do the action scene, so she won't know. All right. So Laura, you've got some feedback. It's highly sexual now what do you think well i just don't i just don't think that's oscar material but you know what <laughs> I, I i i have worked my hardest and i just this is just going to be that ship has sailed i'm just this like, is just going to be another year in the movies and i'm just gonna have to start all over after this one is done so i'm gonna take this for what it is and accept it my therapist says i have to learn to accept things so we just we just take deep breaths you know there's no sense in murdering them. i mean firing everybody on the crew that's that's okay we don't need to do that and we're just gonna accept that this is not Oscar, and we're gonna take, we're gonna take. Yes, I know I'm practicing my mindfulness. Stop! I, I'm at work right now. You can't talk to me. Okay. All right. We're good. No more questions. Just we're gonna practice. All right. <laughs> so not a whole lot changes. It's still very much like a bunch of people's new fetish. Um, a lot of like the prim and prude folks who watch Oprah and enjoy her stuff, kind of think of this as like a weird turn for her. And kind of abandon her brand, so she sees some kind of fallout from that. But as soon as she starts embracing like the sex positivity and kink culture, she attracts a, a new following and kind of like leans into it a little bit. 
So I guess at the end of the day, the you know, if nothing else, you made Oprah a little bit more perverted. So there's that. So there you have it, folks. What was this movie called? Uh, oh, we a love for evil. Yeah, lo- a yeah. Love, love for a love for evil. Okay. Uh, so there you have it, folks. A love for evil. What? Are you still looking at? I'm kind of gone down a <laughs> minion dildo rabbit hole on the internet. Can I the <clears throat> oh my god. Um, <laughs> so there we have it, folks. A love for evil. Uh, and as always, we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. I'm a five seasons griller. Did you know that I added a new season? Living in Cali, I'm cooking in the yard all the time. I don't care what the weather is like. My hair is impervious to any kind of dampness, so I don't have too much to worry about. I wonder if a million dildos impervious to dampness.